reading this evening is from Mark 13, verse 28 to 31, also Luke 13, verse 1 to 9. And I'm going to do that. Mark 13, verse 28 to 31. Next week will be the last sermon in this series. The lesson of the fig tree. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I say to you that this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And also, Luke 13, verse 1 to 9. There was some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood, Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifice. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? Because you suffered, they suffered in this way. Now I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower and shalom fall and kill them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who left? In Jerusalem. No, no, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise, likewise perish. And he told this parable, parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it, and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Look, for three years now I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered them, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and put on manure. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. Our topic this evening is lessons of the fig tree. Lessons of the fig tree. Both these passages. Beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, people are talking now more than ever about end times. Especially now with the war between Israel and Hamas. <coughs> and you've seen it, that terrible things are happening. Atrocities are committed by terrorists. And people are asking now more than ever about the hour of Jesus' return. They ask how late is this on God's watch for humanity and the end of the world. As you've heard in the previous weeks, disciples also asked Jesus about the end times when they heard about the destruction of the temple. Tell us when these things will be, and what will be the sign when all these things are about to accomplish. But as you can remember, they made so many mistakes with this question. And Jesus rectified their misunderstanding in 27 verses before he answered them. 
Disciples asked the question about what a sign will be about a fulfillment of all times. The disciples made two basic mistakes with their question to Jesus. They asked, when will these things be? And then they jumped to the end of the time. When all these things are about to be accomplished. We're not asking about the destruction of the temple, but also about the end of the world, because they thought when that's going to happen, it would be the end of the world. Such an innocent question, but they made many mistakes. And the most of that is their perception about time. They were terrified when the Lord told them, that the temple would be destroyed. And we knew that happened about 70 after Christ. But that shook everything they had. They were curious, and they wanted to know more about the end times. But from a spectator's view, they did not ask about their time, their, their task, their responsibility, and also what the Lord expected from them. And with that, they were jumping also to the end of times. At the end of their world, it was almost unthinkable that a world would still exist. They thought it was the end of the world. They asked about a sign and Jesus gave them many. Wars and rumors of war, false messiahs that will lead them astray, nature that will be affected, earthquakes, floods and famines. It will appear of natures and chaos and Jesus told them about the great tribulation that will come. Verse 19, for in those days there will be such tribulation as has not been from the beginning of the creation that God created until now and never will be. And it will be such a hard time that it, if it was to continue, no one would survive. And then after the tribulation, when the elect's number is completed, when the time is there that the Lord appointed our Lord Jesus Christ will come from heaven bodily and visibly as he ascended with great glory and majesty. Disciples asked for a sign. Jesus gave them a whole series. But what were they supposed to do with all these signs? What are we supposed to do? And how should we understand the signs of the end of time? And therefore Jesus did not give the disciples and us another sign. But he taught us to interpret the signs. He gave us in theological language a hermeneutical key to interpret the sign of the times. And that's what hermeneutics is. The understanding of the word of God. And how to interpret the word of God. And that's exactly what our passage in Mark 13 verse 21 28 to 31 is. It's a key to interpret the sign of the times. Our passage is one of the shortest parables that Jesus ever taught. Only one verse. But what it meant and what it means, there can be no doubt. Because Jesus himself gave the application. Also one verse. Our Lord is telling us how to interpret or understand the end of times. In verse 28, from the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer 
is near. Very short, but so much wisdom. Learn the lesson from the fig tree in spring. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. They all knew fig trees. It was one of the most and well-known trees in Israel. But a fig tree is seasonal. The fig tree is also one of the last trees to blossom in the spring. When its leaves are shooting, they all knew that summer is just around the corner. Why is this? Because summer was already working before it actually arrived. It's the coming summer that brings life to the fig tree. The warmth of summer proceeds, and this is why we can know summer is arriving. You do not only feel the warmth, warmth of summer and the days that are becoming longer, you also see the changing of seasons with nature. What is happening with the fig tree is a sign that summer is approaching. Now Jesus was applying that parable to the question in verse 29. So when you see these things are taking place, you know that he's near at the very gates. What are these things? These are all the things that Jesus described in the previous verses. When we see the things that Jesus talked about in the previous verses, we know that his coming is near. We should not read these things as separate from the end, but as the coming of the kingdom of God. And we can hear in every earthquake, every war, Russia and Ukraine, Israel and Hamas, all these are indicators of the last war that our Lord Jesus told us about. When Jesus will conquer Satan, Satan, and all the nations that will make war against him, Revelation 19. And if you know that passage, with his word, he will strike down the nations. This is his judgment. He will rule with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. And all these things are telling us that the Lord is coming. That we can be sure. And that no one can stop this. With the return of Jesus, everything will be in fulfillment. No one can stop this because God determines the time and hour. A summer is coming. You can see the signs in the trees, in the fig tree especially. And in nature, before summer is actually here, we can also see the signs in the coming of the kingdom, fulfillment of the kingdom. But the signs of the time should never want us to look on God's watch. Although we can see how the seconds are counting, only God knows when the end will be here. Jesus said in verse 32, But concerning that day <coughs> or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. We should also not speculate how long it still would be. But trust in the Lord. This is in the Lord's hands. 
disciples Peter, Andrew, and John, and James wanted to look on God's time. How late it was. But God did not tell them. Jesus did not tell them. And later then, Peter understood that God's time is different than ours. He wrote in 2 Peter 3 verse 15, And count the patience of the Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him. And Peter said, Do not mistake God's patience for slowness. The Lord is not slack according to his promises. The Lord will keep his promise without delay according to his timing, the time he has determined. <coughs> and any perceived delay from our perspective is due to the patience of God, who allows man as much time as possible to repent. And this is exactly what Jesus said with the second lesson of the fig tree in Luke 13 verse 1 to 9. Jesus told a parable again. Man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit, but he did not find any. We see the owner of the land in a deep conversation with the gardener. Look for three years now, I've come seeking fruit in this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? The tree is a thief was planted to bear fruit to go to the temple. It uses up the soil and therefore the judgment. And Jesus warned the listeners there, if you do not repent, you will perish because you have missed the purpose of life, which is to glorify God. And without Jesus, we are like the tree in the vineyard that does not bear fruit. But we also experience the Lord's grace. Sir, let alone this year also, until I dig around and put on manure. Then it should bear fruit. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. And so the conversation is between the father and the son. The father comes with his holy justice. He demands fruit, demands repentance. Repentance to turn around from your actions from the past. Because there's a path to eternity and the road is a large cross. And as a persistent sinner, you live with your back turned to the cross, your face toward the earthly things. You act as the world now acts in fear and panic. We needed a miracle and God provided that miracle. He gave his son. And he put us back into his service through Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, a thing that the Jews and the Palestines and the whole Middle East should realize Jesus is the promised Messiah. But it's also a warning that those who turn their back on Jesus, live for themselves, is still like the unfruitful fig tree. They are uneconomical in God's garden. The use of the soil is harmful to God's people. And so our Lord Jesus Christ, in His grace, still played with the Father as our intercessor. Our high priest, the seeds with the Father in difficult times of uncertainty, assures that the Lord will protect and be with us. He will show us salvation. He sure that in Jesus we can't die. Sometimes we are asking, why is this terrible thing happening? 
when is Jesus' return? This is the wrong question. We should rather ask, why are we still alive? We are alive because of God's patience, Peter said. We are alive because of Jesus interceding for us. And our task is to bear fruit and come to him. How can I be fruitful? Jesus said, only in him. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him is that that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Therefore, our passages are such a comfort to those who are so concerned about the world events and wars. The Lord is assuring us that he's still in control. He determines everything. The Lord assures us that he's actively involved. He determines the time. Just look at a fig tree. Peter understood what Jesus meant. Mark 13 and Luke 13. And and he wrote, And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him. Jesus' return isn't sooner because all those who the Lord determined will come to repentance because God is merciful, controlled. God's perspective about time is different than ours. God in His grace is still giving time to repent. And all things are equally near and present to God's view. The distance of a thousand years before the occurrence of an event is more to Him than would be a day. That's Peter in Second Peter 3. What should we do? The Lord Jesus answered that already in Mark 13, that we should preach the gospel, call people to repentance and faith. And the signs of the time should not make us future predictors, but it should make us realize that the Lord is faithful to his promises. The kingdom of God is coming in fulfillment. And so this warning Israel is saying clearly to us that we should wake from our sleep and the comfort of our beds. Apostle Paul said in Romans 13 verse 11, Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. <coughs> and the question and the ultimate question this evening should be, Are you ready to meet our Lord Jesus Christ? And if we are, we should be like the five wise virgins of Matthew 25 who took oil cans with them to receive the bridegroom. The world that was meant there is the well of assurance, the love of God in our neighbor, desire to hear the preaching of God's word, the use of sacraments, our prayers, and, our, and to feed our thirsty souls from the word of God. But the five foolish virgins never expected the Lord. They focused so much on the earthly things that their will was finished. And when the groom comes, we need to be ready. We should not experience all that are happening in the world as negative, but take it as a reminder that our Lord is coming. And the parable of the victory in Mark 13 should be comforting. The Lord gave the short parable to indicate that in Him this summer, His kingdom will come but also to know that in him there is no winter. 
But earth and all that ha- happens is not a seedbed, but a bed of expectation, a new tomorrow. Jesus said in Mark 13 verse 8, There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. They are but the beginning of birth pains. Paul explained Romans 8 that the earth waits in expectation. It's like a woman in expectation awaiting her baby. But know that God's tomorrow begins already when Jesus is your Savior. And when Jesus is your Savior, you don't have to fear the future and can't confess. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors for Him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else, and all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We can also know that God's kingdom began in Jesus. When Jesus was born, it will be fulfilled when he returns. When is that? On the time the Lord returns. And we should be comforted by that. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words and the wisdom of your words. Also these words of our Lord Jesus Christ to look at a fig tree, that we shouldn't determine the times and look on your watch, but trust in this, that you are in control. You are in control, and with this we are expecting our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't know when you determine the time. But we also thank you, Lord, that we shouldn't count your patience as slowness, but we know it's grace also, so that everything will come in fulfillment as you have determined, that you allow time to preach the gospel so that people can come to you, all those you have determined. Father, we pray that we will work that we will preach the gospel and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, that we will expect our Lord Jesus Christ, that we will rejoice, that we will be patient in difficult times, but also can rest assured that our Lord is coming, that we are but aliens in this world, and that we are already citizens of the kingdom of God. Therefore, we don't have to fear. Lord, in our priestly prayers, we pray for those in Israel. Also, the innocents in Palestine with this terrible war. We pray, Lord, for comfort. But we also pray that eyes, the eyes will be opened and that they will acknowledge that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is Lord. Be with them. Be also with our nation, Lord. We also pray why for our nation and all nations around the world where there are protests all over the world and uprisings. Also for our police force. Keep them safe. But also the innocents. Bless them, Lord. We pray for them. We bring them before your heavenly throne. And for us, Lord, 
Give us the courage to live in these times. To expect as the wise virgins, our Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.